Good evening, my friends. This is Strange Days Live from Southern California, transmitting live, waiting for your awesome calls, waiting for awesome calls to start discussing the paranormal, the weird, the strange. I'm your host, Doc. And this is Strange Days Live. Hey, Snot, how are you, buddy? Good to see you back here. Um, Snot is, uh, as a title, as the first caller ever to our show, which is very much appreciated. We had a good conversation, I believe it was on Saturday. And, um, yeah, we've had some good calls so far. We had a good show. We uh, start off with the weird news of the day, and as always, if you guys want to call in, I'll go ahead and post a phone number. Uh, trying to work on the Skype. Uh, now, what I can do also for those international callers is you guys can um, text me your number, and I'll call you from my phone, so that way I can revert the charges. Phone number is 951-977-1159. We are at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time live. And um, go ahead and text uh, text me at this number if you want me to call you internationally or just call it in from the U.S. Hope you guys had a good Halloween yesterday and eventful. And um, hoping for a great show today. What's been going on? Let's see here. Start off with some weird news of the day. We had a uh, in Ontario. This came out four news uh, for the UPI. Came out four hours ago. An Ontario man grew an eight-foot zucchini, which might be the world longest eight-foot zucchini. You guys imagine that? You can invite your whole neighborhood uh, to have some nice zucchini. Eight feet, that's a lot. I wonder how long it took him to grow that zucchini. Uh, the current record before that was eight feet, 3.3 inches. So this could definitely take the world record if it keeps, uh, if it, keeps it planted. Um, let's see. A pig by the name of Kevin Bacon returns home after a seven-day getaway. He was on the loose for seven days, 17 days. This happened in Pennsylvania. Mr. Kevin Bacon, the pig, actually returned home after 17 days. I wonder what Mr. Kevin Bacon did. That's amazing. And a stray peacock was captured flying onto a Colorado rooftop with plenty of snow. And I don't know how these peacocks can actually live in that kind of weather. Um, Lakewood, Colorado, they found a peacock, and it looks like if it was snowing pretty bad, so I'm glad he's home safe. Maybe he was um, running around with uh, Kevin Bacon, right? Well, I hope you guys are doing well. Um, we had a good time yesterday on the show. I, I happened to create also... Um, a time travel radio community on Facebook to be able to further interact with all our members. 
and um, you know keep keep uh, keep this channel growing which is uh, is the aim of the channel I'll be posting uh, it's I'll be posting it's actually facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash time travel radio able to join that group I'll be posting that right now to the to the chat online here let's see here too many Twinkie bars yeah I uh, I partook on a lot of the candy uh, from the kids and for what we bought as well now you know I um, I have to admit it I'm not a big fan of uh, opening the door and handing out candy so I'm glad we didn't have a lot of trick-or-treaters uh, in my neighborhood it's not a well-known neighborhood actually for trick-or-treaters but I'm glad we didn't get a, a too many of them because to me uh, it's kind of a nuisance having get up and open the door but whatever we uh, we have some uh, leftover candy which I'll be uh, partaking in the next few days Let's see here. So I've posted so far the number that you guys can call. And if you want me to call you uh, for my number so you don't incur any charges if you're internationally, uh, go ahead and text me and I'll be able to call you. Let's see here. So the lines are open. Uh, you guys can call the number 951-977-1159 to discuss anything uh, paranormal strange weird or just uh, want to talk had a few listeners in the last few days and I've had a few callers in the last few days which has been nice let's see if I can find some this is more of a Halloweenish kind of background music and we're kind of over Halloween right so let's see what else I can find for some nice background there you go lo-fi Perfect. Keeping up with the weird news of the of the month, uh, offbeat news here. The the Spanish Duke was told that he has to shorten his daughter's 25 word long name down. Fernando Fitz James Stewart wanted to call his daughter Sofia Fernanda Dolores Caetana, Teresa Angela de la Cruz, Michaela del Santísimo Sacramento del Perpetuo Socorro de la Santísima Trinidad y todos los Santos. 
and he, he was told that he needs to trim it down. Why would you want to do that to your kids, you know, like Dana? Um, that's kind of cruel to have, I mean, such a long name. You're going to make a mess out of passports, and you're going to make, make a mess out of, uh, <laughs> you'll make a mess out of somebody's driver's license. Two names tops, I think. Spanish culture tends to put a lot of names, uh, my, myself included, but um, yeah, that's too many names. There's a, a thing called the, the Florida Games that's going to be uh, happening this year. Uh, called the Florida Man Games. Let's see. These uh, are going to be uh, including, you're going to be evading arrest obstacle course where real police officers chase participants. The Florida Man phenomenon has been an internet mainstream for around a decade largely thanks to a Twitter account that posts the headlines detailing the outlandish behavior of individuals from the state of Florida. Interesting. Let's see what some of the events will be here. We talked about the, the uh, uh, evading an arrest. There will also be a Category 5 cash grab where participants try to grasp as much money in a wind-blowing booth. Um, there's also a weaponized pool noodle mud duel and a beer belly wrestling contest that sounds fun general admission tickets to the events are $45 being athletic is not required for you to enter the event yeah um, no thank you you won't find me uh, Entering any sort of uh, Florida man. I'm a California man. I don't know that. Um, I don't know that uh, they had such a weird uh, arrest in Florida. Let's see here. A beer's brand share. Uh, beer's brand share price falls after a man was filmed urinating. In the beer vats. Uh, this is a man that worked for the factory. Shinsao, a Chinese brand, responds after a man was filmed urinating in beer vats. Uh, Shinsao, which describes itself as it was a man dressed in a hard hat and blue overalls climbing down into a malt container at the Chinese beer factory in Pingdu, unzipping his trousers and relieving himself. Um, company issued the following statement. Our company attaches high importance to the relevance of the video that emerged from Shinsao Brewing Number no. 3 on the 19th of October. We reported the incident to the police at the earliest opportunity and public security organizations are involved in the investigation. The batch of malt in question has been completely sealed uh, and the company continues to strengthen its management procedures to ensure product quality. Uh, the stock fell by 1% on Friday and by 7.5% on Monday morning. Wow. Makes you wonder if this gentleman wanted to invest in the stock of his company by tumbling, excuse me, tumbling the stock down and then buying some shares and then once this thing blows over, 
be uh, you'll make some nice money. Let's see here. A man was found on top of a handmade boat in the Pacific Ocean before being rescued by a cruise ship. Mr. Tom Robinson, 24, from Brisbane, Australia, began his 8,000-mile journey on his boat Maywar from the coast of Peru in July last year and was due to arrive in Carnes in December. Uh, he activated his distress alarm on Thursday off the Pacific island of Vanuatu. Wow, that's pretty gutsy to do that. Uh, he said the statement on his website, so he was rescued and he's okay. Um, the website, uh, well, the statement that he placed on his website said that an unexpectedly large wave came through the main hatch and flooded the cabin on Thursday, which caused the alarm to be activated. Um, he was located approximately about 100 nautical miles southwest of Vanuatu. And after the plane found him, uh, a PO, PO cruise ship made a detour to save him. And found him naked on top of an upside down vessel. Thank God. That's, that's a fun story to tell your grandkids when you get older. Yeah. Anyway, so um, here we are. On November 1st this year has gone quite fast um, I can't believe it we're in November already you know get ready for the turkey uh, arrangements at your local supermarkets or stores and then we move into the Christmas every year you know it's a f I'm sure there's a name for a phenomenon but every year it just keeps on getting faster and faster Again, if you uh, wish to call us, the number is 951-977-1159. Let's see what else we can find here. Weird news. <clears throat> Missouri woman, don't you hate pop-up ads? I mean, there we go, yeah, pop-up ads, not good. Missouri woman understandably freaked out by a nickel-sized spider stuck in her ear. A nickel-sized spider, that's quite large. 29-year-old Desiree Kelly uh, said that, I don't think I could ever sleep without an earplug again. I don't blame her. Uh, she's an insurance agent in Farmington, Missouri, and uh, she said that this eerie experience occurred on October 18 when she woke up at 5 a.m. feeling a strange fluttering sensation in her right ear. At first, she thought that it could have been a tassel on her bread comforter that got loose and went inside of her ear and went back to sleep. And then when she woke up again, she considered going to the local urgent care. Uh, she said she almost uh, talked herself out of going because she was like, ah, it's all in my head, it's 5 a.m., I'm tired. But her fiancé begged her to have her ear checked, and Kelly went to the clinic. Um, 
And the nurse uh, that saw Kelly treated her by irrigating it, flushing it with water and letting it drain uh, in a bowl. And then when they were dumping the bowl, they saw this huge spider come out. My goodness. I watched something jump from my shoulder to the ground and then I watched it crawl. And then I realized that it was a spider and indeed it was alive. Cut, uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's not good. Can you imagine if she had been, uh, had been some kind of poisonous spider and then you get all kinds of, uh, could have had some crazy inflammation in your brain. In your ear, I should say, but you know, in your head nonetheless. Let's see this other world record here. South Carolina pepper expert scorches his own Guinness World uh, Book heat record. Mr. Ed Curry, who crossbed and grew the Carolina Reaper that's hotter than most pepper sprays, has a new pepper uh, which is three times hotter than the Carolina Reaper. Name of the pepper? Pepper X. Um, pepper X was publicly named the hottest pepper in the world on October 9th by the Guinness Book of World Records, beating out the Reaper and Curry's decade-long hunt to perfect a pepper that provides immediate brutal heat. Curry said that when he first tried Pepper X, it did more than warm his heart, I bet. Wow, it was a feeling, um, it was a feeling of heat for three and a half hours prior and then he said he had cramps so this guy was uh, intense heat for three and a half hours following by cramps one of only five people so far to eat an entire pepper X so this is gentleman eight is one of the five in the let me rewind it here he's one of five people uh, in the world thus far that's eaten an entire pepper X he described the cramps as being horrible he said he was laid out on a flat marble wall for approximately an hour in the rain, groaning in pain. Uh, heat in peppers is actually measured in a Scoville heat unit. Zero would be bland. A regular jalapeno pepper registers about 5,000 units. So a habanero uh, typically tops about 100,000 units. And the Carolina Reaper which was the hottest pepper prior to Pepper X, came in at 1.64 million units. And Pepper X, you ask? An average of 2.69 million units. By comparison, pepper spray, which is commonly holstered by police, is around 1.6 million units. Bear spray? It's 2.2 million units. Carolina Reaper, 1.64. So in between, so about pepper spray. So, you know, eating a California, a Carolina Reaper or getting that in your eye will be the equivalent of getting pepper spray. Um, getting bear spray in your eyes, it's a little bit hotter than that at 2.2 and Mr. Pepper X, is 2.69 million units so that's insane that is insane that people can actually eat this stuff 
but I'm not one into hot foods. I can uh, <clears throat> I can tolerate a little bit, but I'm not I'm not a big fan. I've tried some of the the chip challenges with, with my no not the chip I shouldn't say the chip challenge I haven't tried that I tried the the wild wings challenge where they have this uh, really bad hot chip uh, hot pepper uh, sauce and I suffered for about ten to fifteen minutes I couldn't uh, I couldn't tell you uh, I couldn't imagine uh, or what it must feel like for to suffer for three hours and then have an onset onset of uh, of cramps for an hour after that no thank you i think there are people that um have issues with uh with chili in which they can process it or break it down the spiciness the capsaicin which happens to be the active ingredient it's actually a, a, a waxy molecule, if you will. So um, drinking milk or drinking water uh, it doesn't do anything for for dissolution or dispensement of the disbursement of the of the wax. You know. Think about getting a candle, dropping some of the wax on a table, right? Coating the table with that wax, and then trying to splash water over it. You're not gonna do a thing. The the wax is gonna remain. That's why the pepper sort of sticks. Very unpleasant. So um, let's see what we got going on our side here. Yeah, we got about we got about the average amount of listeners, but no callers. <clears throat> What's going on? Come on, guys! Don't be shy. Call me. You can call with anything you want to talk about, anything strange. Don't, uh, you know, don't be shy. And uh, again, if you're uh, listening internationally, we can always, uh, you can text me and I can make the call for you. That way you don't incur any kind of change, any kind of uh, costs. Okay, but... So yeah, um, this channel, for those who just uh, joined, uh, is basically a call-in show for the paranormal, the scary, the weird, prophetic, end times, and anything related to the news. The only rules are um, no light, light politics and uh, no uh, foul language. And try to turn down your computer's sound. Just turn on, turn down the sound, so that way we don't get a feedback loop. You don't have to completely uh, turn off your computer. Uh, just just put the just mute it, because there is a, a little bit of a delay when you call a, a show, if you will.
hope you guys are enjoying the the music in the background I enjoy you know the, the, so far I've had a three days back-to-back -back conversations which are very interesting um, talked about everything from chemtrails to societies and all kinds of mysterious things So again, we're live. If you guys want to go ahead and make a phone call, discuss anything related to the strange, the unusual. We can make that happen for you guys. It's very slow today. Could it be a big pump day? Maybe people are tired trying to rest. I usually get a call about this time. Usually people wait about half an hour before making that commitment and calling. Um, also ask questions if you guys want through the chat uh, in regards to theories or in regards to experiences you know, if you feel shy about calling go ahead and uh, answer or put a question in the YouTube chat sometimes that helps a little bit to break the ice October of 2023. Oh, let me turn into. Maybe people are watching. Okay, I think people are watching the the World Series. About to. No spoilers, but uh, looks like the Rangers will have their first World Series of their history. It's the top of the eighth inning. Um, 
the Rangers have bases loaded. There's one out and they scored a run. Maybe that's probably what it is. People are probably watching the the end of the of the World Series. Actually, I'm probably gonna turn in. I think I'm gonna turn into it here, watch it in the background since it seems to be a little bit slow. Obviously without volume because I don't want to get dinged for any kind of copyright. So there we go. <laughs> I'm all of a sudden going to become a, a sports commentator instead of the, the weird paranormal show. But until somebody calls, we'll call the game here. We got top of the eighth, two outs, bases loaded. Uh, two and two is the call. The Cardinals, the Cardinals. Texans are out. Okay, so middle of the eighth, score is 1-0, Texas. And if Texas uh, wins this game, they win the World Series for the first time. Very cool. Sis. It's not always post interesting things. Uh, he posted, uh, let's see what. Hey Tim, how you doing, buddy? Talked to Tim yesterday. We had some good yesterday, the day before. We had some good time. William Cooper, Hour of the Time. Uh, this is apparently uh, something I'm not familiar with. This was a book. The Hour. No, actually, it's it's a it's a movie. It's The Hour of Our Time: The Legacy of William Cooper, author of the classic conspiracy uh, conspiracy book *Behold a Pale Horse* and host of the popular 1990s cult shortwave program *The Hour of Our Time*. William, William Cooper, Life and Untimely um, Death are exploring this fascinating, provocative documentary. All right, sign me up because I'm going to watch this. Um, Behold a Pale Horse. It sounds very familiar. Let's see here. Yeah, it sounds almost biblical. Like one of the... I know that one of the... Horseman of the Apocalypse is, is, is pale. I'm not sure if the horse itself is pale, but uh, why not? Behold the pale horse, yeah. I am gonna actually uh, look into this. Looks very interesting. Yeah, okay, so it's, it's actually a biblical quote taken from obviously the book of Revelation. And uh, 
a book yeah 1991 book yeah um, you got me thank you for sharing that stock I'm definitely gonna look at this sounds very interesting add it here to look at it later perfect got it I'm gonna be looking at it yeah so Tim, Mr. T uh, Tim here knows knows about the pale of the uh, pale of the white horse I am um, I'm gonna take a look at it because I haven't heard about it or maybe I have it's just it's not registering uh, and then you mentioned this other Jordan Maxwell let's see here Okay, Inside Hollywood, Matrix of Power, cool, another one that I'll look at, pretty good, I'll look at this too, sounds interesting. Okay, got two things to look at later on today, or maybe tomorrow. Um, so yeah guys, uh, well, call me, uh, the number is 951-977-1159. If you want the call reversed, uh, meaning if you're calling or if you're listening from uh, international, internationally, uh, text me and I'll call you. So that way the charges are reverted to me. We try to keep the show uh, fun and uh, thus far we've had uh, fun shows in regards to topics and the people that have gotten to meet here. So... Uh, discuss anything in regards to the paranormal, the strange, the weird, conspiracy theories, prophecies. You know the gist of it. Hour of the Time radio show could be found on YouTube. Yeah, I'm going to take a listen uh, tonight. I'm actually, I'm going through an audiobook. Uh, like I've said before, I'm a huge Doors fan, and uh, there's an audiobook for free on YouTube. Uh, it's about uh, the life of uh, Robbie Krieger, who is, was, well, the band doesn't exist anymore, but who, who's a guitarist for the Doors. I've happened, I met Robbie Krieger twice. Uh, once when I was, long time ago, I was in high school, they had a some sort of book signing event, and I got to uh, meet uh, Ray Manzarek and Robbie Krieger. For those who don't know the Doors, Ray was the organist and bass player. He played the bass on a Fender um, piano contraption with his right hand, with his left hand, and he played um, organist, organ with his right. I got to meet him and I met Robbie Krieger for the first time and I had them sign a guitar that I had and I believe that I got to I think I also got him to sign I believe it was a soft parade album I need to look for that because the guitar I don't have anymore but the soft parade album should be somewhere and then two years ago um, they dedicated a they dedicated a small street here in uh, California uh, under the name of Love Street, 
which if you guys are fans of the doors love street is the name of their song and actually love street um was renamed was renamed under the street where jim used to live uh, jim morrison used to live up in, well one of the many houses he had was up in the canyons here laurel canyon which there's a lot of documentaries on laurel canyon and uh all of the amazing artists that used to live there uh, from the 60s to the you know mainly 60s 70s and so um, he happened to have a property in that area uh, which he shared with his girlfriend and um, there was a very small small street and they renamed it love street so they had an event about two to three years ago and i happened to i happened to go and um, i saw robbie again and i saw john densmore I didn't get a chance to meet him. I saw John Stan John Densmore, which is uh, he was a drummer of the Doors, and um, I actually also got to meet. Um, I'm blanking out. Uh, the photographer, very very uh, famous photographer that you I'm sure you've seen his pictures all over the place because he's actually the one who took the. He's taken many album covers. One of them is. The album cover for uh, Henry Diltz, D-I-L-T-Z. Uh, he took the, the photo for the album cover of The Doors, Morrison Hotel. He was there, got to meet him, very nice guy. I bought a, I bought a photograph from him and he, he got to sign uh, the picture actually where, um, where the album cover came from. So I went to this event. Um, and uh, lo and behold, I saw Robbie Krieger walking around, and nobody recognized him. So I politely came behind him, asked him if I could, uh, if I could uh, take a picture with him, and I took an awesome selfie with Robbie Krieger. And he was very, very nice guy, very down to earth. And he kept walking along, and for about an hour and a half, nobody knew who he was. So when I saw somebody that was uh, apparent that they were a big Doors fan, I would be like, hey, look, look to my right. You see that guy sitting there? He goes, yeah, that's Robbie Krieger. And I blew his cover. And then people started gathering around him and he started giving out autographs, which I thought was very neat. And actually, he got up on stage and he played a few, uh, a few songs with his band. He's, he's, he's active. He's still playing around. He, uh, he actually has a gig coming up uh, in California. If you go to his website, he has a gig. He plays he plays in a lot of places, but he has a couple of gigs in California. I might just go and check him out. He's getting up in age. I think he's in his 80s. Um, but to return to the original story, I am actually listening to to his biography entitled uh, "Set the Night on Fire." It's an audiobook. And it's available for free on YouTube, and that's what I've been kind of listening to. So once I finish with that, I'm going to give this um, this new hour of the time radio shows a, a listen. It's it's cool when you uh, get the perspective from from the artists themselves, because you always hear a lot of myths about artists and what they've said. So when you hear from a member of the band, you, you get the record set straight. You know what I appreciated about. Um, What I um, I appreciated about uh, the the it's honesty of, of the way he told the tale and the fact that they struggle as musicians. You know, you think when you, if you watch a movie, if you watch like Oliver Stone's The Doors, 
you think that these guys start a band the next time you know next next minute they're signed but it, it wasn't like that they, they struggled quite a bit to to make it mr C, uh, tim says have you heard that laurel canyon was where the cia came up with the hippie culture and jim morrison's dad was the head of it and other bands like the mamas and the papas uh, no i have never heard about the that um but uh, Jim Morrison's father actually was the commander of the ship that uh, initiated the Vietnam conflict. There was a, I don't want to call it a, a false flag event, uh, but there was something that, um, well, let me see, I don't, don't want to give it. So, Jim Morrison's father, his name was George Stephen Morrison. Uh, he was a lieutenant, and he was in charge of the, what was the name of that battle? The Gulf of Tolkien. Yeah, that's what initiated the, the Vietnam War. There was something that happened supposedly that we got attacked and uh, that kind of set everything. The to yeah, the Gulf of to Tonkin incident. Read about it. He was the command uh, of the 5th Carrier Division. So, Gulf of Tonkin, spelled T-O-N-K-I-N incident. Uh, that happened to be uh, Jim Morrison's father. So, there's a connection. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Thank you, Tim. Gulf of Tonkin, yes. Now, in regards to, so getting back to the song, I'm just gonna the story. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of homes that, that kind of were in the center of the hippie culture, the advent of you know, of the famous rock bands uh, that kind of came out of the whole Laurel Canyon. You had the the Mamas and the Papas. Uh, you had uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Um, you had, uh, obviously, the, the Doors were there, too. Frank Zappa had a home in that area as well, Frank Zappa. Uh, you know, and then uh, Mama Cass's home was the party central, where people would meet, and, you know, you have photographs by uh, Henry Diltz that you have... Uh, that he captures parties that took place, you know, at the, the, the Mama Cass's house, and where you have uh, Eric Clapton hanging out with uh, Stephen Stills and uh, everybody, basically. So it's rich in culture. Uh, Carol King also lived there. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's it's a lot of. Uh, I will look up the CIA in Laurel Canyon. You have a lot of history there, and uh, as a kid, when I was in high school, we used to go up to to Laurel Canyon, and we used to try to sneak around into what was then known as the as the um, Houdini's Mansion. Harry Houdini, uh, as you know, was a famous escape escape artist and magician of the 1920s, 1930s, and so he had a, a mansion or a home there which was falsely attributed to him because the house that he had was actually across the street. No, 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 never mind. It was the right place. 
So when I was there during um, my younger years, it was uh, it was a sh it was demolished the house. Uh, there was nothing built. It was just in shambles, and you could actually walk through the property. And um, I remember trying to you know scaring ourselves and trying to enter the property and I heard uh, a funny thing is one time I remember we met this guy uh, the homeless guy that used to that used to uh, live in that area and um, he told us that there were secret tunnels underneath the streets where the demons lived freaked the heck out of us we never looked for the tunnels and lo and behold, I was watching a, a documentary a few days ago about Laurel Canyon, and they do mention, you know, now the mansion is all done up, it's beautiful. Uh, and uh, there's a mention that there was actually tunnels that would cross under the street, which were use, used by bootleggers back in the day to smuggle and uh, keep the party uh, up which was very interesting that, uh, you know, I had the news about 30, 40 years before it became proven. And, uh, and there's ways that you can actually enter those tunnels, but um, you wouldn't catch me going there. Another fun fact is that the house right across the street to which perhaps these uh, underground passages connect is, is, a, is a house that was made famous by the Red Hot Chili Peppers um, in the early 90s. It's a home where they recorded their album Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Beautiful um, Mexican style home. Uh, you can, if you watch a documentary on, uh, on making uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, it's called Funky Monks. That documentary takes place in that home across the street from the Houdini mansion. And you can, um, you can see for itself there's a lot of creepy stuff going on there. Beautiful home. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much the story about Laurel Canyon. Sure, I'm sure they're all, especially Harry, Harry Houdini was a, a, a very uh, known uh, occultist. He, curiously enough, uh, Harry Houdini passed away on Halloween. The story goes that uh, he, he said that uh, he could take a punch from anybody and nothing would hurt him. So after a show one night, there was a college kid who entered uh, his, after a show entered um, Harry Houdini's uh, backstage area and hit Houdini in the stomach. Uh, Houdini wasn't prepared. The kid took him up to his challenge and uh, that apparently ruptured uh, his appendix. Harry Houdini refused to go to the doctor and passed away shortly thereafter on Halloween. He uh, told his wife that uh, he told his wife that um, if there were such things as afterlife, he would contact her from beyond. Exactly one year after um, he passed away, or whoever passed away first. So. Sorry, I have that one of my kids in the room. So a year to the day uh, after Houdini passed, his wife had a seance at the top of the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood. And she did not get a reply from Harry.
That's and so Tim Tim replies. Art said that he would come back like Houdini, but he will be in the airwaves. Possible ham radio. <laughs> that's that's funny. Uh, it didn't work for Houdini, but let's see for Art. Um, so another yeah. So so that that's that's the story of Laurel Canyon. How he kind of starts tying up loose ends, and and there's another canyon. Uh, it's called, uh, we have Laurel Canyon and we have Coldwater Canyon, which connects the San Fernando Valley. Yeah, Texas just scored another two-run two home run for those watching the game. So they're going to win their first World Series. Good. I love it. Go, Texas. They're uh, at top of the nine. They're up 5-0. They deserve it. Um... Yeah, so there's two canyons that connect the San Fernando Valley to Hollywood, and uh, I believe in Coldwater Canyon was where the Sharon Tate murders took place back in the late 60s, early 70s. And uh, if you watch one of the the movies by Quentin Tarantino, it shows the, an alternate reality of what would have happened if... Uh, if they had gone into the wrong house. This is the movie with Brad Pitt and um, Leonardo DiCaprio that shows some of the Manson kids going and trying to do away with them. It's called, it was, uh, it was called Cielo, the name of the street is Cielo Drive. That's where Sharon Tate was murdered. Cielo, C-I-E-L-O, Cielo Drive. And um, oddly enough, a few years later, uh, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails uh, bought that property uh, without being aware that that was the house where the killing had took place. He promptly sold the home. He reported some strange activity there. Now, if you look up the Sharon Tate murders and the address, uh, you won't find the house now. They, they changed the address. So it's, just, it's the same house as before. It's been remodeled and they changed the address. So if you go looking for the address that shows up in the records of the crime uh, that address no longer exists but I, I i went there when i was a kid too uh, nothing really to see they're pretty covered houses but yeah that's the story of the sharon tate murders she was beautiful she was one of my i think one you know next to uh, audrey hepburn i think sharon tate is one of the most beautiful women that i've that i've seen i have a thing for audrey hepburn Think she's beautiful uh and and sharon tate was amazing well um i think i'm gonna call it a night guys it's uh close to eight and we haven't received any calls i bet it's because people are watching the game so i'm gonna catch the end uh i'm gonna catch the end and i'm gonna head out <clears throat> i'm gonna head out and i thank you guys for listening we'll do this tomorrow uh, 7 or 9 and uh, I hope you guys have a good night go Texas God bless you guys and thank you for listening Strange Days Live signing off good night Snot good night Tim thank you for keeping me company go Texas God bless you guys take care